This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. Takahashi, <laughs> how the hell are you? What are you wearing? Oh, you like this? I picked this up uh, when I was back in the old country. It's a, it's what they call a gi. Oh, I thought you called it a G.I. No, no, it's common misconception with this there. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> we are so was... Americanized. <laughs> well, we did assimilate quite well. <laughs> uh, while I was visiting the old country, I happened to take notice that the, the kids there are, uh, they're starting to play the video games again. Okay. Yeah. And I'm thinking that we could cash in on this. It's like this huge, gigantically enormous fighting game uh that the kids are all playing right now pac-man no 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 it's a fighting game where you, oh, you get okay. these two guys or maybe a girl and they fight each other and uh, you know the to, till the to the death i guess i mean in pac-man you fight ghosts i'm just saying it's an idea well you know what let's let's shelve that because that 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 machine when i was in the uh, the video arcade there it was a little dusty and some cobwebs so uh i think this new fighting game craze is is really where it's at well uh we're, these uh it's the, the game it's it's a couple of guys that are uh they're embroiled uh into a a, 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 a combat uh, almost of the mortal variety, okay. Uh, where they're fighting for their own mortality, okay. In this this mortal type combat that they're having, okay. And you got the title? It's called Street Fighter. Oh, perfect. Technically, Street Fighter Two, because no okay. one's ever really heard of the first one, and <laughs> and uh, so I I think uh, this one has a bigger depth of characters that we could shoehorn in uh, for the kids. References. Right. That's what the kids love. They love it's, references. That's right. And I, now I'm thinking, uh, you know, to, to really uh, drive the uh, the audience in, uh, you know, in, in the U.S. here, uh, that we're gonna go and uh, we need to get the we're gonna get someone to play Guile. Uh, mm. He's the all-American fighter fighting for the U.S. of A. trying to take down this uh, M. Bison character. Oh, I got a great American actor in mind. Okay, Jean Claude Van Damme. Can we get his people on the line? I think he would be a great fit. Gary. Gary, yeah, yeah, Jean, Jean, no, 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 not Meryl Streep, Meryl Streep, Jean-Claude We could get Van her Damme. to be Cammy. I, 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 I don't think we're going to get her. I, I could see her doing drill kicks in Frankensteiners. Okay, my second choice, though, is Kylie Minogue. She is quite the chanteuse. I will say that. I, I, I will give you props. If we can't get, if we can't get the Streepster, we're going to get uh, this Kylie minogue She's the one. That will be our second pick. Now, Raul Julia. Hear yes. me out. Okay. The villain. Okay. He's usually a good guy. You know, like like the Gomez Adams or, mm-hmm. or uh, that Romero chap that he played in that movie there where he was the priest that was fighting for, you know, civil rights and things. I think he would be great as a merciless, iron-handed ruling dictator. 
Can we sign him for six movies in advance? We would have to, because yeah. I, I, from what I could tell, uh, they are going to make the next Street Fighter, the Street Fighter Three, very soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm sure they it won't take you know like upwards of a decade for them to make a, a third Street Fighter video game. So we need to get him in, and we need to get him in for several sequels. That would be silly if it took that long. I know. So uh, we've got a good solid base here, um, and uh, we, we're going to use all the settings and stuff um, from the, the from the game. But you know we got to pad this out with uh, a lot of gunplay. And, of course, um, you know, uh, really overwrought dialogue that really doesn't matter. So once, once we have the Van Damme kid, Raul Julia. Yes. Fingers crossed, Meryl Streep. Okay, you're reaching for the moon. I think we could get, I think she, this, this is the kind of product that we read up her alley. We get these three stars and we get someone to write some of the most, asinine dialogue and replace all the actual fighting from the video game with uh, you know gunplay and stupid gizmos Mm -hmm. that's when the money rolls in you know when I pick a movie that's when I'm under pressure now the question always comes back to me what were they thinking now I was guessing Dead or Alive, you know, the movie with Presley, Kevin Nash, and Devin Aoki. Aoki. How you doing, Aoki? I don't know. Could be Aokai. I just think that might even be how you pronounce it. She was everywhere for like 10 minutes back in the early 2000s and then nothing. Sin City, baby. But we're not talking about that. Nope. We are talking about Street Fighter. Yeah, and I'm Brendan. And I'm Nathan. And this is What Were They Thinking? A podcast about bad to questionable movies. And as you Why heard, it's... Audience. <laughs> yeah, okay. We're going to be talking about Street Fighter. This are you is saying the... that a movie that I paid theater money to go see is not a, is, is not a worthy film? That it is questionable uh, and or terrible? The prodigy. Hey, hey, hey! That's hitting below the belt, Mister. The same. You're number one worst hate. You're number one hated of the, oh, of yeah. the last year. Yeah. Um. But personal. yes. Street Fighter. Uh, back to questionable movies, and of course we brought along a guest. This is actually our guest, our Patreon, who picked this movie for us to do. Uh, please welcome back to the show, Lindsay. Hey. <laughs> every every time you hear the intro, the charisma, the charismatic introduction just goes up and up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. up, up and up. <laughs> yeah, like a like a like a bell curve. <laughs> my beautiful Hundred dollars. Oh, already off the rails. Yeah, well, I got some. I I I heard that Ryan Reynolds was selling aviation gin. So I had to go out and buy some before it was all completed. Well, Is it good? Good stuff. If he's bringing back Rick Moranis for it, I'm in. I know. 42%. Oh. 
speaking of off the rails, this movie stars Jean Claude Van Damme. Uh, <laughs> As the Kyle... All American Street Fighter. <laughs> yep. Uh, Kylie Minogue. Uh, or Minocht, mm. as uh, as uh, Takahashi would say. Uh, Raul Julia. <laughs> in the last role. In his last role, you got you go out you go out on a <sighs> great note. <laughs> Rivaled only by Bella Lugosi for terrible last roles. <laughs> <laughs> um, but before we go into it too much, Lindsay, you did pick this movie. So I what did. is your uh, what is your reasoning for this? Um, I loved Street Fighter games when I was a child. But you've never seen this movie? Oh, I've seen it. I loved okay. this movie when I was a child, and now that I watch it again, um, you know, you you, you could have picked something different and been like, "Hey, guys, play some Street Fighter while you're at it. That that could be fun because that that's legitimately fun." This movie, on the other hand, so we do an episode where we just play Street Fighter. People just we, hear us playing it. We, yeah. you know what? What were they twitching? That's all. I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> Just saying. The worst, the we worst can... Twitch account ever. No <laughs> video, just audio. Oh, no, so no, we can we can make a Twitch account. We can play. You and I can play video games. And, oh, yeah, that's what all the kids are doing there now, ain't they? Okay, if we made a Twitch account, I don't know about you, but my, my half would be like, "Where the fuck am I going? What's going on? Why is the camera doing that?" Oh, I my Twitch. <laughs> I have a Twitch account, and I ended up getting like twenty people watching me, and I was just running around in World of Warcraft, like my character's name is Katniss and I was just screaming PETA where are you and people were telling me to fuck off and stuff and I got like 25 people watching me so well there you go <laughs> practically famous see people do like references this movie cost 35 million dollars to make and it made astonishingly oh. it made 99.4 million dollars of course it did Jean-Claude Van Damme was in this thing it was overseas is... they made all the money though the the peak of his Van Damme powers. Uh, just about. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think what knockoff and uh, double team were a few years off from this. Yeah, they were later. And yeah, du- yeah, they, I don't think they were at his peak. <laughs> I, think they were, I think he was falling down. The no, hill that's what that I point. mean. Like he yeah, was yeah. Like, that that there is kind of the signal that things are going down uh, as far as your peak for Van Damme-ness. Mm-hmm. Um oh. There you go, eh? Well, did you hear about him in The Predator? He was supposed to be The Predator. Mm-hmm. Yep. And in the I, new I watched, one, that would have been amazing. No, the Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> the original, original one. Schwarzenegger. Yeah, yeah. yeah he was actually The Predator, and then he like start ripping the studio to wear off, and he's like, I can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> so he left. He walked off the set. Not gonna lie, I was a fan back in the day. I'll tell you. Uh, the first time I saw Bloodsport, I was, I was hooked and did not even realize that I had seen him earlier in No Retreat, No Surrender. (laughs) Because I actually saw that movie before I saw Bloodsport and did, did not, but still, yep. Uh, Hard Target, uh, Death Warrant. I just watched that a couple weeks back. Uh, this, Lionheart, uh, Universal Soldier. Oh man, the list goes on and on. The all, artist. All, all potentials <laughs> for the show. <laughs> uh, so as we begin Street Fighter, um, I don't think we really need to run through a generalization of the plot here. It's Street Fighter made into a movie. Oh, but um, it's, that's the thing. It's just, it's so terrible. 
my first note is noting that the town's name is Shadaloo. All I could think of is like <laughs> that song. that's like, you can do whatever you want in Shadaloo. I don't know. I don't know that one. What is that? I think it's an ABBA song. Oh, you sure it's not Waterloo? No. Shadaloo. It's, like, it's no. not Shadaloo. <laughs> Did you I know? don't know what I'm thinking of. It's something. Anyway, you can do whatever you want in Shadaloo Hoo 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 is my point. Okay. Um, this is the city where Fred M. Bison. Lawless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Lucy Lawless um, yeah. owns the city. Um, it's a Xena It's a Xenotography. <laughs> I can't Jan, speak. Xenotography. Thank you. Xenotography. It's when you take pictures of Xena. M. Bison, played by Raul Julia. Whose name okay. actually should have been Balrog. Gomez Adams. Yep. Uh, he is. Uh, I guess he's like a, supposed to be in this movie, like a drug dealer slash. No, he's uh, a warlord uh, now. Yeah, he's a yeah. he's a dictator warlord. Yeah, yeah, he started out as a two bit drug dealer, as Ming Na will tell us in her turn as Chun Li. But we quickly find out that he is holding all these people hostage, these relief workers. And he wants an, and as the, this is as the reporter says it in a very like weird weird delivery, an astonishing twenty billion dollars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Binky to that's court that's how yeah I can say this is uh, as much as I like doing the the camera stuff. It definitely leads us to making stupid visual jokes that yeah. usually we leave to Mariah. Yeah, but, uh, so we all just stuck our pinkies up when we talked about the twenty billion dollars. Yeah, yeah. I just like a, it. It sounds like she's announcing like a like a fashion show, like an astonishing yes. twenty billion dollars. <laughs> well, she's not a real reporter though. <laughs> oh, is this Chun Li at this point? Spoilers. Oh yeah, I this thought, is. I thought she was legit. She's a legit reporter oh, though. Yes, yeah, she says. Well, no, somewhere in the middle. Well, no, somewhere... she she's using it as as like a cover. But she is a legitimate reporter because she actually does interviews, and we see her on like uh, the television uh, oh. several times. So, yeah, and there's that famous Chun Li Nixon interview. Oh my God, uh, Chun Li Nixon! What when, when you can get Franklin Jella acting across from Lucy Liu in just oh, oh it was such a fantastic realistic recreation actually. Oh, I thought it was still Michael Sheen playing the role. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ron Ron Howard made some bold choices with that movie, but you know who didn't make some bold choices? Jean Claude Van Damme as Guile because he is being interviewed and he says, "Bison, I've got the one message for you," and he like flips him off, or I guess he kind of <laughs> also flexes at the same time. Oh, he flexes. I, I you know I felt was a lost opportunity to shoehorn in the 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 American patriot flag tattoo that he has i mean they do it later but i really feel that uh this is the kind of movie that would put that shit in there every chance they got well as much as everything else is shoehorned except for one of my favorite characters oh fey long was not included in this uh cavalcade of street fighter characters uh they got uh t-hawk in uh, white man right uh, they got Cammy. That never happens in Hollywood. No. <laughs> they got Cammy and they got DJ. So those three were part of the new challenger for the Street Fighter 2 game uh, years and years and years ago. And, but Fei Long, who was based on Bruce Lee, he was also one of those characters, not in this movie, but they do have this one made up. 
Sadawa, I think it is. He's Japanese. He's is the one who Sa- watches Sagat. No, no, it's oh, not okay. Sagat. He's, he's I know OG. very little. Yeah, Sagat's I know, OG. I, I am. I am. I know very little about the Actually, game. I believe, if I remember correctly, Sagat goes back to Street Fighter. Well, anyway, Jean Claude. I believe so. Yes. Jean Claude is uh, quickly paints himself as someone who basically gets his best friend killed because he, all American boys because <laughs> he's on the news <laughs> and he threatens Bison and then he says. Charlie, don't worry. I'm coming for you. <laughs> Way to go, dude. Now Bison knows one of the guys he has captured is your BFF, Charlie. And of course, what does he do? He tortures him and ma- and puts him into another room for a scientific experiment. His military training uh, mentor actually was Patrick Swayze from Red Dawn. He said, what you going to do, kid? He says, you're going to want to tell them who your best friend is. So they do science experiments on them. And when you get the drop on them, say, hey. I love the idea of like Patrick Swayze and John Claude Damme in 1996 and Swayze being the mentor. <laughs> and oh, they're yeah. like the he... same age. <laughs> but Swayze had been uh, doing better for himself uh, longer than John Claude Van Damme. So yeah. he would be a mentor. John Claude never did no next of kin. Kind of like how, um, you know, uh, for some weird reason, our uh, truth hero is John Cena, who is younger than him. Makes sense to me. Yeah. Okay, Wrestling reference. The... Got it in. Secured. <laughs> and while Lindsay just uh, looks disapprovingly at us. You can I'm admit used it. To it. I, I see my mom on a weekly basis, so I'm used to that sort of thing. I used to watch wrestling <laughs> when I was six. Oh! That's fair. Mm. Uh, why do I have written down Savio Vega wrestling match, by the way? Savio Vega wrestling? Well, they, uh, don't they... At one point, they go to. Um... Oh, is this? Is there a character named Vega? Yeah. Yeah, Vega. Okay. They got the claws and the mask. I wrote, I wrote down Salvio Vega. I didn't remember and his name. I'm they actually say, did a really good likeness to him. I don't feel. I feel that he was not pretty enough. No. Well, yeah, Vega's like a pretty male. Yeah. But this is. Um... And he has a high pitched voice too in the game sometimes. So we do go to another story. This is our B story, I guess. Uh, yes. We meet Ken and Ryu. Um, who at first I was like, man, I kind of wish the movie was about them more than Guile, but then as Actually, the movie went it, on, if we're counting, well, I suppose yeah, Dawson and screen and time, they're in it the most, I think <laughs> they are, but I mean, it's still ultimately Guile is like the centerpiece, but which is weird. As the movie goes on, I'm like, I at first I I said, well, oh, I wish you pay for Jean Claude Van Damme, you put him on the poster. I know. <laughs> I, was like, I wish this. Then was he should have about... been playing Ryu then. I was like, I or Ken, was... yeah, because okay. he's blonde. So I said, I wish this was more about Ken and Ryu, but then as the movie went on, I was like, you know what? I take that back. <laughs> in, but they, yeah, they, now, they, to be fair, well, well, yeah. Ken and Ryu are woefully misrepresented in this movie because mm-hmm. those their characters are nothing like the characters mm-hmm. that they're they not dumbasses. Right. Uh, actually, Ryu is supposed to be like this very stoic focused solely on uh, karate, martial arts, training to be the best. And Ken is somewhat like that. Neither Ken's like one... a Chuck Norris wannabe. Yeah. Um, so in the in the movie, them being this like two-bit idiot criminal smugglers is, is such a disservice. Well, I mean, technically they're two-bit in the game. <laughs> no, they're only, only uh, they're, uh, eight. What? Sixteen. 
16. Oh, yeah, uh, 16. I, no, no, I played, I played Street Fighter. Two, you said I, two bit, and that's like 50 cents. And a lot of arcade games are 50 cents. And I was like, no, it's only a quarter to play Street Fighter. <laughs> no, I played Street Fighter. For the, I played Street Fighter for the Coleco Vision. It was all two bit characters. Mm, Coleco. <laughs> On the upside, everybody in that game was naked. So. Mm hmm. You didn't have to get somebody to do fan service drawings for Cammy for you. Like, uh, uh, never mind. I've said too much. <laughs> Don't. So anyway, um, Ken and Ryu are uh, are selling a bunch of guns to West Studi playing Saget. Or, or Ryu, or as people mispronounce his name all throughout the movie. Um, but he's wise to their shenanigans because they sell him guns with tennis balls and <laughs> and he and he literally says, "Surely you're not afraid of your own weapons." Before he has everyone turn them on them, and for a second, and I know they they eventually like Ken and Ryu are playing it up like, "Oh, we know those guns are fake, and now we're gonna get discovered." But I swear to God, for like a second before that, they forgot to tell the actors the motivation in the scene because it looks like the actors playing Ken and Ryu are actually afraid they're gonna get shot <laughs> with guns. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you guys are the ones that brought the fake guns. <laughs> what is going on? I did enjoy, um, well, I don't know, enjoy is the word I'm looking for here, but uh, I had fun laughing at and pointing at all the ridiculous fan service in this this movie that was so tone deaf to like what the actual characters are supposed to be. Mm -hmm. In Sagat's uh, nightclub, there is a rendering of the Buddha that you would fight in front of uh, on the Sagat stage in Street Fighter 2. Yes, I will be nerding out super hard uh, this episode, Brendan. I do apologize. <laughs> and I will be nodding, which none of you will be able to hear. And I'll be understanding. <laughs> which none of you will be able to hear. Yep. Unless Lindsay says, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. True that. <laughs> Um, so, uh, oh, and also, so there's a big fight because they obviously, they know that Ken and Ryu gave them shitty guns, fake guns, right. toy guns. But at one point there was one of the villains that actually still had it in his hand and was trying to use it. I noted that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> Wait yeah. a second. <laughs> well, you, you do know that the script was written incredibly fast at the last minute. Oh, I thought you were going to say the script was written in crayon. Yeah, it could have been actually. <laughs> I, I was actually, I would have been... I would have been less surprised uh, if you had said it, the script had like 17 rewrites, uh, like full teardown rewrites. No, they ad-libbed a lot of the movie. Oh, okay. So it's uh, like Trailer Park Boys meets Street mm -hmm. Fighter. Gotcha. gotcha. Well, also the guy that directed and wrote the movie wrote Die Hard and Commando. What? What? Jo what? John McTiernan? What? <laughs> no, well, hold on. No, no, wait, wait a second. John McTiernan directed. I don't think he. Oh, I don't think wrote. he wrote this no. movie. Yeah. The guy that directed this wrote Die Hard. So, so Nathan, much like we talked about with Blood Rain, this only proves once again the role of a director can have a major impact on a film for good or for good or bad. Absolutely. This man had never directed a movie before. Is it Stephen E. D'Souza? Uh, Yes, and he yeah. had never directed a movie before. This was his first credit. Well, it doesn't show. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> back to uh, back to the AN, the Allied Nations, where right, Jean Claude you don't want to get sued. That's right. You don't want to get sued by the United Nations. Jean Claude Van Damme <laughs> is having a meeting. Uh, they're having like a board meeting, and some crazy guy comes in for a second, and he just like dispatches <laughs> of them real quick, and then carries on with the meeting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the meeting that they have, like, attached to the local jailhouse. Yeah. 
I don't know. Maybe it's because it's like the only fortified building in the city. Maybe that's how they could explain it away. But it was really weird that they started this uh, meeting uh, mm-hmm. where the attempted assassination happens. But they're also cutting back to um, uh, Sagat and Ken and all them out in the mm. out in the prison yard. And I'm like, it's kind of weird that they keep cutting back and forth to these two things. Oh. Why can't they just let it kind of lay? And then I find out, oh, they're both in the same place pretty much. We should have mentioned that too. Yes, during that whole scuffle with uh, Ken and Ryu and Sagat and the toy guns, uh, everyone gets arrested. Mm-hmm. They, they all get ambushed and everyone gets arrested. That's why they're in the prison yard. Like Nathan said, just outside. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is that is that Ryu calling? He, well, it is. It's but it's the video game character Ryu. It's not <laughs> the guy from. Yeah. 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 Hello? No. Yep. Yes, I know they misrepresented you. Yes. Yes, the only true path to enlightenment is. Yes, I know. The Bushido lifestyle. Right. Okay. Look, I I didn't write it. The guy or direct it. The guy who direct. The guy who Awkward. wrote Die Hard directed right? it. You you promised with him, not with me. Okay. I hate when All video right, game yeah. characters call mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll see you at the dojo on Saturday. Okay. Wear a mask. Okay. Yes. Okay. Six feet apart. That's right. That movie, Five Feet Apart, is really uh, not responsible at all. Mm-hmm. It's a very irresponsible movie. Mm-hmm. It's, well, it's supposed to be edgy and racy, right? <laughs> Five feet apart. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're going back and forth, the prison yard or whatever. And we also find out that Charlie, oh, Jean-Claude Van Damme's buddy that he basically inadvertently sentenced to death, um, is being turned into something. We don't know yet. Okay. Okay. Um, I, I, have, okay. I have to mention this. The Incredible Hulk. <laughs> oh, my God. If only. Well, Lou Ferrigno. Well, the same yeah. makeup. <laughs> um, the lab that they have Dalsim, who they shoehorn into being uh, a, a, a scientist working for M. Bison. Like, where's his little stretch arms? Okay, first of all, he's supposed to be like, isn't he supposed to be like a high-level yogi? He's not supposed yeah, to be no. a, a scientist. Yeah. No, he's not. He's a really, yeah. He meditates and, uh, a lot. The, the the thing that really struck me about the the picnic labs is that one it looked like um it looked like the set of either like a Sega CD uh, digital pictures game that you would play like with terrible terrible cheap sets um and also uh, or uh, a Saturday morning live action uh, kids television show <laughs> both just thirty. Just, Million million dollars, man. Who in 1994 money? I but they they had to spend at least a lot of money. They had to spend at least two million dollars on those oversized IV bags that they hooked up to Blanca, and 20 million for Jean Claude, and 10 million for his blow, and (laughs) (laughs) and the it only cost Raul Julia his soul. Oh, his life. (laughs) Hey. Uh. So yeah, that laboratory. So anyway. Charlie is being reprogrammed, and again, we don't know what it is yet. But uh, Lindsay kind of said it's like the Incredible Hulk, I'm sorry, but with a fr- uh, a fright wig. Yeah, um, but a fright wig like combed down, um, <laughs> almost like Michael Myers' hair. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. But so um, the the video they have on screen that's like supposed to like deprogram him or whatever. I looked at it. It's just a girl on fire, <laughs> running around. <laughs> that's well, that's. 
That was like. It's supposed to be like one scene. Because they're supposed to be doing like a clockwork orange type thing, I think. Mm, yeah. But it's such a lazy. Whoever edited that together did it such a lazy job. They should just use clockwork the... orange scene. Fun fact it was Kubrick. Because <laughs> <laughs> later on, when he gets like the good version uh, of that, it's know, just it's like, like be... a Sarah McLaughlin commercial. No, they have the they have the I have a dream speech in there, which they had apparently pay rights for. But all uh, I think we watched a different version because I didn't see that at all. I no, saw there's... Sarah McLaughlin <laughs> and her okay. dogs. I just remember seeing a wedding. Adopt a dog. <laughs> That's sad. In the arms of that? an angel. Sarah McLaughlin, here I am trying to smoke weed and watch porn. You need to come on my friggin' television. <laughs> You're like almost there, almost there. In the arms of God damn it, these dogs are very sick. Worse than a clickbait article. <laughs> and flaccid. You happy? <laughs> um, street okay. Fighter. Yeah, Street mm. Fighter. So yeah, he's being deprogrammed. Blah 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 blah. Um, Jean. So at this point, Jean Claude gets a great idea. I'm. G- I've got this very <laughs> elaborate plan. I'm going to have Ken and Ryu and everyone else. Before we do that, can we talk about the fact uh, that they have apparently uh, propaganda radio uh, playing against the the Shadaloo folk. And the DJ is uh, just shamelessly ripping off Good Morning Vietnam. Mm -hmm. And is this the character DJ? Because the character DJ. It is not. No, No, it's not. The character character DJ is the Jamaican. By the way, the character DJ played by Miguel Nunez. Changes his accent several times. Yeah, he yeah. was British, like, and then he was Jamaican by the end. Aggressively different <laughs> at the end of the movie. But, um, so yeah, so after the Good Morning Vietnam ripoff, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme comes up with this crazy elaborate plan to have Ken and Ryu and everyone else go aboard a you know, prison truck and <laughs> jailbreak fake... He's going to fake his own death by having Ken shoot him with uh, squibs, I guess. It is extremely realistic. I believed it. It's really (laughs) realistic. Actually, when I first saw this movie, I was like, did they just fucking kill him off? Yeah, I was like, I don't know how old I was in 94, but that's how old I was when I saw it. I saw it it as well in 94 at the theater, and um, uh, I was was like, he's not dead. Mm Mm-mm. It, we were again, as you said, in the middle of uh, the Van Damness, Van Damageddon, as I like to call it. Uh, at the absolute height of it, he was not dying in the middle of that movie. It's a Van Dam movie. He's he's making it to the end. He's Guile. Guile doesn't die. Would have been a great twist. Well, I'm didn't just you see the newest? Uh, well, not the newest, but the new Godzilla with Brian Cranston. Don't don't get me started. Mm-hmm. There's so like. I enjoyed that movie, but it could have been made so much better in so Five many ways. Five minutes of Cranston in the whole movie. Yeah. I I would have loved to have seen him make it much further into the into the movie. But uh, Street Fighter. Street Fighter. So Street the very Fighter. elaborate, the very elaborate faking his own death thing. So uh, <laughs> Ken shoots him with squibs. He falls, and the the idea is that it gets back to Bison, and Bison kind of doesn't uh, lets his guard down a little bit. And I love, uh, again, we got to mention so the, so much so that he he's taking like corporate bids on like, oh, you're gonna want to be near the food court in Chattanooga yeah. City that I run. Well, that's before he finds out because then when he finds out, Bison uh, very quickly says, uh, very, is it very sad because he regretted that he couldn't fight him face to face and snap his spine. And he, <laughs> he he delivers like some sort of like 
poetic line that's supposed to honor the the great warrior that was Colonel Guile, and DJ's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guile's his... like a a meathead alcoholic. <laughs> You're just adding characteristics to him. Are you talking about Zangief? No. I mean, me had like a cool surfer blonde with, I don't even know what type of haircut he's supposed to have, but. Who, DJ? It's like up and it's like a. Yeah, no, it's it's like this weird broom head hat thing going on. Yeah. So so uh, after that, so Bison is like, you know, I wish I I should have I should have uh, killed him. I wish I had killed him. But after that, uh, Chun Li, we find out there's more to her than meets the eye, and no, she's not a transformer. But oh, she she's accompanied. Have... Don't forget, she's accompanied by uh, E I Honda in Balrog, whose well, yeah, name I'm... was supposed to be M Bison. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I don't know. Well, he was when the game was uh, sent over to the U.S. The character of M. Bison was the boxer because it was supposed yep. to be a play on Mike Tyson. And Balrog sounds like an evil German Middle Eastern or not Middle Eastern, uh, Eastern European. That's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> no, Middle German Earth. Middle Eastern. Don't ask. Middle Earth. <laughs> uh, Eastern European dictator with the name of Balrog. It's like very Russian or German, right? So Balrog. that's why. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, so, interestingly enough, Balrog uh, in this movie, uh, the character who played Balrog was in Die Hard. Um, so she she realizes something is up because she actually manages to put a tracker on the uh, the prison truck that gets away, and she's like, "Wait a second, my tracker is interfering with another tracker. Why would they put a tracker on if they thought everything was going to go smoothly? Something is a is a miss." So she goes, yeah, so she goes, she goes sneaking through the morgue and Jean-Claude Van Damme, yeah, I guess Jean-Claude Van Damme was just laying there waiting for someone to show up. Yeah. (laughs) He just pops up out of the body bag. He's like, time to go. (laughs) Time to go. Like, how long were you waiting there, dude? Like, you couldn't have just like hid in a basement somewhere? Like, (laughs) or, you know, if he was, if he was supposed to be legitimately waiting for somebody to come and unzip him, like, you know, some covert opera that got in. Uh, to Bison's, he should have just been like, go the hell away, I need to get back in this body bag. <laughs> yeah, something. It just felt like he waited a long time to, to, to scare the first uh, first person that came in the room. Uh, fun uh, or interesting tidbit. Oh, uh, cool. it, was close one. it was, wasn't it? Uh, E-Honda, supposed to be Japanese. Not Japanese. Uh, <laughs> full on Hawaiian, and they yep. straight up call him Hawaiian. So mm-hmm. That uh, made oh, me angry. So they kind of they kind of Yokozuna them a little bit. He's supposed no. to be Yokozuna <laughs> because uh, Yokozuna uh, they said was from Japan, even though he was from Hawaii. No, that's what I mean though. Oh, yeah. they they reversed it there. Yeah, I see what you did. They Zuna Yokoed him, which was weird because John hey, Tenta, who was Yoko. playing, and uh, you know, uh, uh, not a- Avalanche at the time, uh, he <laughs> earthquake. <laughs> Earthquake. Avalanche was his WCW name, wasn't it? And the uh, shark. Right. Uh, and John Tenta, Earthquake, yeah. was an actual Yokozuna who fought a character named Yokozuna. Yokozuna all being this... a, yeah, you know, uh, sumo wrestling champion. Mm-hmm. All, all of this... Uh, all, oh, you already got the wrestling reference in. <laughs> I know. This is like double oh. plus secured. <laughs> so, is that like double secret probation? Absolutely. But in okay. a good way. <laughs> I don't know. Animal House is pretty fun. So yeah. 
seemed pretty but, good uh, to the, me. But, I mean, double plus secret probation is a bad thing. I mean, I guess, but, you know, Bluto could turn that into a positive, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure he probably could with some sort of food fight or, you know, a joke about being a zit, but uh, Street Fighter. So he finds out Chun-Li has some vendetta against Bison, and he's like, you can't go after him. It's not about your personal vendetta, dot, 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 clears room. It's about mine. <laughs> what is his vendetta, though? I don't know. He's they angry. didn't explain it. No, his vendetta is Charlie. Oh, yeah, Charlie. Which, which but... by the way, is his fucking fault. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, I mean, it's not his fault that Charlie got captured, but it is yeah, it's his fault bit. that Bison knows who Charlie is. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. I feel like if, if he was dumb enough to give him up, though, I feel like he probably would have was dumb enough to get Charlie captured. <laughs> yeah, I mean. But um, you know. we go back to uh, Bison because one of my favorite bits here is West Studi is like, all right, pay me off, buddy. It's time to get my payment. And he pays him in Bison bucks, basically. Bison bucks, yeah. <laughs> and I wrote down this. This reminded me of the scene in Dumb and Dumber when Jim Carrey is like, those are IOUs. They're just as good as the real thing. They're as good as money. <laughs> as good yeah. as money. You see this one? It's a free car. Might want to hang on to that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want some spice. <laughs> but he's like, yeah, it's West Studi is like... for an entirely different reason. You wouldn't but... want to spend them. You'd want them as a collectible because you're a fan of Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> West Studi is like, the fuck I'm going to do with these? <laughs> as he was right to think. <laughs> um, but Chun-Li, meanwhile, Chun-Li has gotten away with her crew with Balrog and E Honda and uh, you from Necessary Roughness. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen it coming soon. Uh, maybe it's a comedy, but you know how hard you are with those. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, they all get there. Is this where they're like dancing for everyone? And like mm-hmm. Ken and Ryu are there and Chun Li. Yeah, is... speak... yeah well, Chun Li. They're is... like circus. Thing. Yeah, they're supposed to be performing, doing like acrobatic stuff and mm-hmm. tricks. So it's a uh, that that's what's happening while uh, M. Bison is like, hey, take my bison bucks for payments, Sagat, and I'll even give you a small country. It sounded like <laughs> it's that now it sounds like an old like comedian. Hey, take my bison bucks. Take please. Them, please. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she's like dancing and stuff. And uh, we find out that bison is basically like take care of Ken and Ryu because they're good people. They killed Guile. I love them. They're awesome. They're part of the team. <laughs> Little Little does he know. So Chun-Li and her team set up a bunch of explosives (laughs) that like, and they're also filming it as a news report, which for some reason there's a TV in like a little tent Mm -hmm. that's broadcasting it. And um, I think one of the best lines in the movie here is when they, they (laughs) fling the explosives at like Bison's weapons and stuff. And the big dude, I forget his name. Zangief. 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 Okay. Played by Latimer from the program. Russian. He's Russian. He, he just Zangief. looks at the USSR, he just looks at the TV. Actually. He's looking at the TV at live feed. He's looking outside back and forth, and he just says, "Change the channel." Yes, because <laughs> it was coming right for them. Emphasizing yeah. that he's it was coming right dumb. for them. Yes, he is dumb. I don't know if you get that though, guys, because he's... he only mentions it like twenty times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone is captured off screen. <laughs> Chun Li, Ken, uh, Ken and Ryu. Well, they still think Ken and Ryu are are good guys. Mm-hmm. Well, bad guys, villains. Good whatever. bad guys. Good bad guys. They're really good um, at being bad guys. Mm-hmm. But Chun Li, Balrog, and E Honda are captured. Uh, and then we have, oh my god, we have this moment where I said this movie thinks 
and I know this is going to be a huge revelation. This movie thinks we're really stupid because Ken says to Ryu, he's like, sucks. Those guys are good guys like us. <laughs> and, then, and then Ryu has to say, you know what? Lately, I don't feel so good. It's like, oh, what? There's shades of gray. Yeah, no shit. We're watching the goddamn movie. I got to tell you something, Brennan. Uh, if you had been a fan of the game, uh, you would have been thinking this movie thinks I'm stupid from minute one. Well, that's what I mean. But I'm just saying, like, this is like one of those script things. And I'm like, fuck off. I'm <laughs> listening to the dialogue. I know what's going on. <laughs> but, um, but, but then we do cut back to the Allied Nations because we, for some reason, the director picked the one guy who had a hard time getting a sentence out to be the guy asking Jean-Claude Van Damme a question at the meeting. Ugh, the ADR briefing is my note on that. <laughs> he's basically, um, I think he's he's coming up with a plan to stop Bison, and they said, this is a suicide mission, you're crazy. And he's like, ah, luckily Bison has driven me crazy, so I'll do it. <laughs> Spot on Van Damme there, by the way. Thanks. It's a little Arnold, but a lot of Van Damme. Meanwhile, E. Honda's being tortured. Mm. And but he's, he's going to, to his special place. Yeah. Just yeah. like a show, Doug. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> no! <laughs> oh. Lindsay, where were you when Show Dogs was re-edited in theaters? I was working at the theaters. <laughs> and I had to quickly re-ingest the new version. <laughs> and put it on before the weekend. <laughs> the weekend went to your theater? No, 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 no. <laughs> Whoa. No, I had to get it on screen before I played that blasphemous original copy. <laughs> that scene, I've seen the full scene. It's kind of disturbing. Oh, my God. How did they think that was okay? <laughs> I don't know. Hollywood. Um, pr- executive producer Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> that, that took a turn. <laughs> before... <laughs> Before he killed himself, he's like, oh, I swear, he didn't kill himself. Before he, yeah. he died, he was like, I got to make one more movie. And I want to make it for the kids. So get me <laughs> show dogs. <laughs> oh, God. Um, Street Fighter. Street <laughs> Fighter. Yeah, Honda is, yeah, he blocks out the pain. Like he says, he goes to that place. And then they have this lame joke where <laughs> Balrog is like, Hey, the next time your mind goes to that place, can you bring back a pizza? <laughs> Did you expect like a yeah, like a sitcom, like want want or a laugh track there? Like, come on, guys. I expected a womp womp. Did they make uh some sort of hand job joke here next? Because that's that's the general vibe that I got that came after the pizza joke. Wh- which one was this? Uh, it was when they were I believe they were trying to break out, and he was like he said, "Look, give me a hand," and it. it like, it looked like he wanted him to touch down in his crotchal regions. Oh, I, I don't know. Uh, I did Probably. not catch that. I wouldn't I w- put it past this movie. No, I wouldn't. Um, the script was written in about two days, probably. <laughs> so, guys, then we find out who the real villain of this movie is, and it's bureaucrats. 
Because this evil little weaselly <laughs> dude. And of course, Jean-Claude Van Damme would put like one of the top villains as like this nerdy little guy, <laughs> like glasses and everything. You and wouldn't believe the, the trials you had to go through to unlock that character as a fightable character mm-hmm. in Street Fighter. <laughs> Mr. Glass. <laughs> yeah. But he shows up and he's like, you're not, you're not, you're not doing this mission. Um, blah 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 blah. I don't care if you're gonna kick that son of a bitch Bison's ass so hard. You're not going. It's not gonna happen. And Jean Claude is basically like, "Yes, I am." And they go. We. <laughs> it's just another. It's just funny because like I, I like I love those movies where the action star, the big buff action star, like they're the one of the villains is like a, always like a nerdy like weasel character. <laughs> always and usually a bureaucrat or a yeah. Mr. Scientist. <laughs> um even happens today it was just, just i just saw that in like the old guard which is a great movie but one of the villains is literally like a little old nerdy dude mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like he's basically like mark zuckerberg oh, it was like the villain in uh, wonder woman the first one one of the villains yeah yeah the guy that played aries <laughs> yeah he's such... just a nerdy just a nerdy, nerdy old underling. yeah <laughs> Uh, this is the scene, guys. This is the scene where Chun Li is is placed in Bison's quarters mm-hmm. and With her hair and her suit. In but super racist outfit. I mean, I know it's fan service for the game, but come on. But she doesn't it's... even wear that. That's not her main uniform. Also, guys, can we can we talk about the painting of the clown? Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> I blocked that out of my memory. I was thinking more of the the painting uh, that where M. Bison was looked like Napoleon on the horse. <laughs> yeah, that, that was, was awesome. a pretty great painting. I can see him having that, but the clown painting was strange to me. And I she even it. like glances Everybody at it for loves a, a clown, so why don't you? She she glances at it for a second and then just kind of looks away and then we never go back to that. It's just that's yeah. just there. Um, but uh, but is it, it, I think it's actually supposed to establish that yes, uh, M Bison is indeed a full on sociopath mm-hmm. because of his choice in of wall art mm. decor. There. Yeah. Um. But this is the this is the point where uh, Chen Li tells us why she has this vendetta against Bison, as he came into their her village when she was young. Her father defended the village. He ended up killing her father, and Bison comes back with probably the greatest scene in this movie, probably the greatest part of this movie, where he says, "For you, when Bison graced your village, it was the most important day of your life. For me, it was Tuesday." <laughs> Right. Raul Julia, by the way, killing every single lo- every oh. single word, like he just absolutely killing it. Ham the whole movie, and it was amazing. He knows. I was telling Nathan this uh, before we went on the air. He know he's the only one in this movie that knows exactly what kind of movie this is. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. and, and does not stop uh, having fun the entire time. Exactly. He he accepted that role because his sons love the game so much. Yeah, that's literally the only reason he did it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so Chun Li ends up kicking his ass for a little bit, mm. uh, but then <laughs> she, but then after a distraction from the most useless friends of all time, because they <laughs> literally come in and ruin everything, Bison manages to escape and just fucking gasses everyone. <laughs> yeah, just the friends just come in and they're like, "We're gonna help you." Wait, what? You're here? Oh shit! Now we're all trapped. 
It's a gas trap, but what's that note? I don't even know. I figured, I saw you looking down, I was like, Nathan has a note he's trying to decipher right yeah, now. Yeah, it, it's uh, something to do, I, it has to do with one of the screens, I think. Uh, because, well, I mean, for me, a lot of this, a lot of the graphics or uh, lack thereof that they put onto the computer screens, again, just really drove home how cheaply made uh, this game was. Uh, honestly, if it had been... The size of a postage stamp on my screen, I would have thought I was playing Sega CD again, watching this movie. Bless. It, it, yeah, it does. It does look really cheap. I, I know. I like how you mentioned the set too, because as soon as that laboratory set showed up, I was like, "Is this Mystery Science Theater or something?" Mm-hmm. Like, right? It it so much so that it's even like the the color palettes that they used are so off from everything else we see in the movie. Yeah. Um. Jean-Claude is in his attack boat, mm-hmm. as Stealth is everyone boat. else. Stealth <laughs> boat. <laughs> While he looks at pictures of, I guess, his family <laughs> with like a really just like a typical like, you know, flavorless pop song playing in the background. Is it? It's the 90s. Let's, yeah. let's be yeah. honest. <laughs> I just like how that's their like futuristic idea of someone looking at like a picture before they before they go to war or something. <laughs> I thought it was supposed to be Charlie and them having like a good time before all this stuff happened. Oh, maybe that's what it was. It's like, oh shit, I killed your bro. <laughs> Sorry, didn't mean to tell your name to the raving lunatic who had captured you and is holding you hostage. Nope, My but bad. Ge- but guess what he does do? He basically announces that he's coming. Just like, oh, that sounded like something else. He basically announces that he's on the way, uh, just like he did. Just like he fucked over Charlie, he announces that he's coming over to invade. And uh, he had the upper hand by faking his own death, and now he's ruined it already. Patrick Swayze. Yeah. yeah. Learn yeah. from the best. Swayze. Meanwhile, meanwhile, uh, uh, Charlie has become, well, his last name is already Blanca, but he's become Blanca. And guys, this is probably the most faithful adaptation, right? Mm-hmm. Oh my fucking god. It's okay. cosplay. It's cosplay. Oh, it's so terrible. Like the character is cosplay. supposed to, he's supposed to be from Brazil, mm-hmm. I believe first. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Um and uh, I believe the the actual character was not some sort of um you know, science experiments gone wrong. He was just some weird dude who was raised by like electric eels and shit yeah, uh, in, in the Amazon. That is true. That is basically his backstory. I don't know if Raised by Electric Eels is as dumb, though. That sounds pretty it's, dumb, too. Well, when you see him use his electric move, you yeah, will understand. You understand, yeah. But Blanca escapes because the doctor has been uh, sneakily inserting images of good stuff in there to kind of to kind of bring his mind back to a, a less evil state. Sarah McLaughlin. Sarah McLaughlin and Martin Luther King and two and two people getting married. Yep. <laughs> and a family. There's a little girl on her own too. Yeah, this girl is not on fire. Nor is there a portrait of her. So he comes in and like he attacks the guard, he saves the doctor. And then this is like this is a point in the movie where there's just like a shit ton of fighting. Like this is the last fifty minutes of the movie and it's just padded. It's well, the swan song of the movie. There was that. There was. Did we talk about the uh, the other fan service they did where uh, M Bison's uh, control panel was the Street yep. Fighter control yep. panel? Oh, I love that part. Every second. 
Yeah. I do like how he asks uh, DJ to check and see if they've given, if they put the $20 billion into his Swiss bank account yet. And it turns out, well, why did he have zero? Like, is that anything there to start with? He just, he opened the account specifically for ransom transfers. <laughs> right. Like, how many Swiss bank accounts do you have, dude? Like, no, that's just compart- only one. Learn to compartmentalize. Like, as you said, uh, we get a bunch of fighting here, too. And this is a really where they start shoehorning in guys like T-Hawk. Um, a Cammy does a Frankensteiner and I think a drill kick at one point. Yeah, like, she it, says it out loud. She yeah. does it. And then she also like she snaps a guy's neck with her feet or with her legs and then does a move. And I'm like, that's unnecessary. <laughs> He's already that's dead. That's how she fights. That's how she. That's the game. That's all. That's that true. was just shamelessly put in there mm-hmm. to try to whip- appeal to the fanboys the that they'd already do. The whole is just shameless. She just whipping. She's just whipping corpses around. Yeah, that's what she does. <laughs> she fights with her legs. <laughs> I get that, but I'm just mean like she literally kills the guy and then still like still fights him for a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta make sure he's dead. Uh, Jean Claude. Fine. I'm not calling him Guile. It's Jean Claude. I'm sorry. Jean Claude uh, gets into the lab and he actually finds Charlie, aka Blanco, and he makes a very quick decision to mercy kill him. <laughs> like, it was very quick. There's yeah. no hesitation. He looks nothing like Charlie, but he knew he was Charlie. <laughs> knew he was Charlie immediately and just looks at him and says, "I'm so sorry, friend." Like basically, <laughs> he's just, like holding the gun up. I'm like, he's not gonna kill him, is he? Like, I don't even think Blanco wanted that at first, because you even <laughs> see when Jean-Claude raises the gun, he kind of looks at him like, Gah? He's like, I didn't read the script. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I didn't, re- I didn't read the last rewrite uh, from ten minutes ago. You know, uh, I think they only gave half the actors the rewrites. <laughs> yeah, everyone else just had to remember. Just, just, just ad-lib. Throw it in. Or did Uva, Uva Bowl direct this movie or something? Uh, you know, it's a video game movie it's terrible it plays out like a video game i feel like his version would be even worse and i can't absolutely it would be oh my god it would be just absolutely terrible i can only imagine oh don't put that sort of thing into the ether i'm sorry (laughs) but he doesn't get to mercy kill blanca because the doctor is like whoa dude don't mercy kill this guy (laughs) yeah like what the fuck he's still a person I uh, gave him Sarah McLaughlin. He's fine. Sarah McLaughlin and Martin Luther King. He'll live. Uh, <laughs> big shootout. Lots of guns. They miss uh, all the hostages, though. E Honda. Yeah, somehow. E Honda squares off with uh, Zangief. Is that his name? Yes, Zangief. That's him. Yeah. It. yeah. Um, they fight for like the rest of the movie, I think. They fight for a good chunk. They that and they actually have that uh, Godzilla bit where mm-hmm. uh, Sawada sees them. That was such a weird scene because <laughs> they're wa- yeah they're watching them fight and for some reason the Godzilla sounds are like over their fighting and I'm like wait what is it hold on because they're yeah, fighting he's... yeah on the uh, like the Shadow City model that Bison yeah. had but I'm I like are we part. supposed to be the ones hearing it or is this playing in the story <laughs> it's of playing the in the story because <laughs> they're watching a TV screen and they see them fighting they're just like what. And of course, it's like a bunch of Japanese guys that see this. I also found it uh, some of the um, de- design choices that uh, happen in M. Bison's uh, stronghold, uh, particularly the floor knives hmm. that were retractable. Who, who do you 
what kind of contractor does that? <laughs> like, who would you reach out to for something like that? Probably, probably the same people who worked on the Death Star. Uh, that's fair. They'll and take all about James any Bond villains. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're saying you're gonna put barracudas in this? <laughs> oh, what? Job's a job. Oh my god. I got a fun note. I wish I had put this up when we were talking about all the crap that uh, they were showing Blanca for the good stuff. Because uh, at one point, someone looks, uh, Bison brings up, what's wrong? Why isn't he attacking like I tell him to? And he sees what Dalsum has been showing him. And I was like, oh, Dalsum was showing him Kazoo Kid. <laughs> he was, too. And he punched the TV. <laughs> and, he, and he's so mad about Kazoo Kid that he smashes the TV. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, uh, and, and literally has like a, no. I mean, more fighting. Jean-Claude has a knife at one point. A bunch of soldiers with guns just stop cold in, his, in their tracks. And he's totally convinced for a second that he's the one that's, that made them uh, made them scared. And then he looks back and there's a bunch of guys with guns. And he's like, oh, oh okay, I get it. Also, you got, grows a conscience. Oh, yeah. Uh, you mean Ken does? No, oh, Ryu does first. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's right, the one yeah. who says he's going to help me. And then right, Ken's like, first. well, so long. Thanks. Okay, bye. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to go get the money. Peace. The M. Bison um, money. What's that? The M. Bison, Bison money. Bucks. Yeah. Well, Bison they don't know that yet, but they 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 think it's they just will. money. <laughs> um, meanwhile, this this big one-on-one fight is going down between uh, Jean-Claude and Raul Julia, aka Bison. And Lindsay, what did you say just before we went on the air? You said something about this fight scene that would uh, help to understand how shitty it is. Oh yes, yes, yes. So um, Raul Julia was. Uh, in stage four, I think, and he was terminal. So he was basically dying. And usually in movies, they film it where they do all like the dialogue scenes first just to get to know the characters and everything. And the fight scenes are after, after they've choreographed them. But Raul Julia likes to do his own stunts. So he's like, no, we have to, we have to do the fight scenes first. They didn't have them choreographed. So they basically just winged it. Wow. <laughs> and you can't tell. <laughs> They're amazing. Gotta know here. Just before this whole fight starts, uh, is when and this is when Guile says they're just gonna duke it out mano a mano. Cammy says, Colonel, you can't. But with such an accent, sounds like she calls him something else. <laughs> oh, well, she is Australian, trying to be British, <laughs> right? <laughs> Yeah, her accent, again, much like Miguel Nunez, she had different accents at different times <laughs> in the movie. I think um, her character secret was that when she reached a different level of emotion, she reverted back to a different country that she lived in. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's uh, we can get Kylie Minogue on the show and see what she has to say. Uh, there was some... Let's do that. Get her people. <laughs> uh, maybe Ishiro Takahashi can square that Wait, away for us. Hold on, I haven't. Yeah, <laughs> I got to know right here because I know Balrog is supposed to be like a boxer, but yeah, when did he put on the fucking boxing gloves? Right? Where did he and get why them would from? You? Why would you? Why would you? And where did he get them? I assumed he got them from the gym, uh, yeah. the M Bison gym, because that was part of the thing that they had like, there. Yeah, like that was. That was one of the biggest fan service, like oh, shitty yeah. fan service things. It was like, oh shit, he's a boxer. Um, I don't know. Put him in boxing gear, well, quick. Yeah. When you fight with him, he has the boxing gloves. And then they they gave they they did that paint for E Honda. They uh they gave oh there was a and their geese. Yes. Red and the white. 
there was uh, a, a bell that you would see in the M. Bison stage in M. Bison's headquarters. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, they, I guess, I'm guessing, glued a cat to the chest of Zangief so they could get that look. Because <laughs> uh, if anybody's seen the program, Latimer is not that hairy. No. <laughs> Um, he also, at one point also, right, uh, Ken decided, Ken has a, as his moment of conscience, uh, too, his change of conscience, and he comes back, and he, like, sees that Ryu is about to be attacked, and for some reason, I guess he just thinks that he can yell, and Ryu will help, will hear him, even though he's in the control room, and there's no possible way of that, ha- he talks into the speaker thing for a second, and I was like, Ken, I'm pretty sure that just goes to some dude's walkie-talkie. Like, I don't think that actually it's like a loudspeaker. <laughs> I believe, doesn't Chun-Li do a spin here at one point, or is that Guile that does it? It's probably uh, Chun-Li. I don't remember that. Uh, I think it's Guile. I don't think Chun-Li does any of her signature moves. Because there is, yeah, because Guile has a, a spin from the floor, yeah. whereas Chun-Li's is like a helicopter. Yeah, yeah I don't see her do it once in the movie. Kylie Minogue got to do yes. more stuff than Chen Li. It's almost like she hey, was Kylie, fucking a star or something. Kylie Minogue had unlimited bullets. Uh, um, so Van Dam, uh, Guile, uh, William, Colonel William Guile, actually, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> thinks that uh, M. Bison <laughs> is dead. Nope. Not not according to the Bison life support system. His right. suit is a doc. It has doctors in there. It starts doing like chest compressions on him, injects like uh, adrenaline to get his heart going again. So it's it's his it's his suit that does it, right? Because he's yeah, just kind of okay. Because it's weird because it's yeah, like the suit computer... has a doctor in it. My notes say <laughs> it's like the computer um, is the one like with those readings, but and, but he's just kind of like leaning in the middle of the room, and I was like, wait. Can it happen anywhere in the room? <laughs> like, what's going on? Yeah. Why does it say that, like, on the suit itself? It should have been, like, a big computer screen that came up on the suit. That's, like, compression. <laughs> <laughs> and you'd think that Guy would have seen all that happening. Nope. No. He was too busy turning around. Being full of himself. Uh, uh, there's some other uh, things uh, in this movie that remind you of better movies. Uh, like when Ryu gets uh, slashed like Bruce Lee and Enter the Dragon uh, okay. from from Vega. Uh, also, uh, they bring when they bring Bison back, he finally does like his start doing his like Psycho Crusher moves, which is yeah. his, all its electrical moves that they had in the game. Mm-hmm. Mm. But then when Jean Claude Van Damme defeats him again, we get the great ADR line: "Bison, you're off the air." Oops. <laughs> <laughs> um. They managed to somehow get a a, a, sh- a shuriken from Ryu. Yeah, I was waiting for that the whole movie. I was holding my breath. <laughs> it's it's not good. No. Uh, he he basically double palm thrusts a guy in the chest, and they just yeah, do I mean, like a flash. Yeah. Whereas in the game, it's a projectile that you throw across the screen. It's like the Kamehameha. Yeah. Meanwhile, Wes Studi and DJ manage to escape, and they've got the bison bucks, and then quickly oh, realize yeah. they're bison bucks, and they're <laughs> obviously like, oh, shit, what the fuck are we going to do with these? Um, the big yeah. guy, Zang- Zangief, just uh, turns face. <laughs> On a dime. Oh, we were yes, the bad guys? No, the... I am good guy. Exactly. <laughs> Literally. dumb. Like, yeah, and he, and, well, and he also has that moment where he's like, they're like, he asked DJ, like, why would you do this if you're a bad guy? He's like, well, because the money man getting paid. And he's like, you got paid. Yeah, I'm just like, it's the meme. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a meme nowadays about it, but it's from uh, Where the Millers, not this movie. So this well, movie is the... actually the OG of that meme. Yeah, Where the Millers is the Street Fighter remake, though. Mm-hmm. It is. That was better than the other Street Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't like the Chun-Li Street Fighter with Lana Lang? Fucking no. From, from Smallville? When I watched that movie, someone asked me straight out, oh, what did you think of it? I said, I think it makes Street Fighter with Jean-Claude Van Damme look like Enter the Dragon. Mm-hmm. I gotta say, um, I, I did mention this to Nathan, but I gotta say this to everyone. Uh, a friend of mine... Uh, has worked with and was friends with uh, Kristen Crook, uh, Lana Lang from Smallville. And he said he basically like guarded her from looking at those reviews. Cause she's a very, <laughs> she's a very nice girl, very nice, sensitive girl. And um, he said, so, you know what? Don't no, You don't, you don't need to, it's fine. <laughs> like you don't just don't read them. Uh, Cause she, I mean, everyone, I mean, she, she knew they weren't going to be good. And he was just like, you don't need to read the details. That's only going to hurt you. <laughs> Trust me. Well, hope she didn't read the details from Smallville. Cause her character was annoying. <gasps> Lindsay. We get, uh, we get everybody limping out of the, the Shadowloo temples. Uh, after Charlie. Bison has been defeated. Well, except Guile. Guile's missing. <laughs> except for Blanca. Blanca and the doctor kill themselves. <laughs> You don't see because them again. <laughs> now we know the real motivation. The doctor didn't want Kyle to kill him because he wanted to do it. Or whatever. Yeah. You don't see them again. Well, they die. I'm pretty sure they die. Well, we never know because they could have come back in the sequel. They better not have died. <laughs> um, yeah, they're all outside Kyle. We all again, we all think, oh no, Jean-Claude Van Damme's still in there. He might be dead. Okay, this one I didn't buy into at all. But <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then we get some weird moment where he comes, he makes it out, and there's a moment between like him and Kylie Minogue that's like she's really sad and stuff. And I'm like, were they an item at some point? Because I don't remember that. I think no. they were just supposed to be close friends and compatriots. I guess I'm surprised they didn't go for a romance thing there. <laughs> but maybe that's because they were really uh, doing something at the time. Maybe <laughs> Jean Claude didn't want his wife to get more suspicious. <laughs> But guys, it ends on the most fan servicey note it could oh. possibly end on. That jump. That jump. That jump. Everyone doing their poses. I had to rewind it. <laughs> and they got they got Sawada in there, who's not even a character in the games. He's the Poochie of Street Fighter. <laughs> um, but we end on a classy note, guys. It says for Raul. Via con Dios. And it's classy and everything's great. And oh my God, what's happening after the credits? No. <laughs> because after the closing credits, <laughs> Bison arm reaches up like a zombie in the rubble. And after we just had a nice little tribute to an actor that passed, we get a weird. He could raising... be back. <laughs> yeah. 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 And you know Which what? I'm guessing. It's, I, it's, it's, fuck that they did that because yeah. we talked about show dogs and how they recut the movie while it was in theaters yeah. and you were able to show the recut that week why then because raul julia died before this came out why don't you just snip that end off at the post credit and send it on out to the uh to the theaters to be shown well and that's even easier because that's not even in the movie right you just have to snip the tail end of the film yeah 
Where are all those uh, those brave theater projectionists that just did it themselves <laughs> out of respect for Raul Julia? Tell me that, Lindsay. Kind of put me on the spot there. <laughs> when you were a projectionist in 1994. <laughs> 1994, I was a child. As was I. I was 16. <laughs> well, you were still young. You were a teenager. <laughs> Street Fighter, guys. That was Street Fighter. Um, Lindsay, would you recommend the film Street Fighter to people? No. I would recommend the anime that came after, but yeah, that's a different conversation. (laughs) All right. Nathan? Oh, absolutely I would. Oh, you would recommend? Yes! Oh, okay. Uh, I, you know what? Again, it is, um, it is a case study uh, in what can absolutely go wrong when all you concern yourself is with fan service and overwrought cheesy dialogue and not doing any legitimate uh, research um, or presentation of the characters as they appear in the source material. I'm going to go right in the middle because I think the first 40 minutes is actually the mo- the, the best part of the movie. Because I think once it's just like all those like fighting scenes crammed together, it gets kind of long for me. Uh, but the first like 40 minutes when it's just ridiculous. And anytime, obviously, Raul Julia is on screen, I'm I'm having fun at least. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's somewhere in the middle. It's it's kind of good, bad, but not quite in that plateau of like, I don't know, <laughs> Mortal Kombat or something. What? What? Oh, what? Mortal Kombat is good, bad. I still enjoy. I still think it's entertaining. The I movie or the Kombat. game? The movie. Both. I love the game. <laughs> love both. Love both. All right. Well, that's uh, that's Street Fighter. We're all kind of in our own little uh, realm of recommendations. So take that as you will. But we will be right back. What were they thinking? What were they thinking? Is brought to you by HostGator. HostGator is a leading provider of shared, reseller, VPS, and dedicated hosting solutions. Award-winning support is available 24-7, 365 days a year via phone, email, and live chat. Discover why over 9 million websites trust HostGator. Use the coupon code SCHLUCK for 25% off your first purchase. That's SCHLUCK, S-C-H-L-O-C-K, for 25% off your first purchase. Oh, man, I've been stuck on this dungeon for, like, uh, two weeks now. I wish I knew how to get past this stuff. Oh, there, little youngster. I think I can help you out. Whoa, Jimmy Stewart. Well, that's right. Just, Mr. Stewart, I've been stuck on this dungeon for two weeks now. Do you know where I could get some help with it? Well, listen, if Jimmy Stewart knows one thing, it's video gaming. You were Nintendo World Champ three years straight. That's right. You know how I did that? How? Well, for the good folks at GameItAll.com. Wow, they sound keen, Mr. Stewart. It's your one-stop shop for all nerdy talk. Do they know about up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B-A, B-A, start? I think I just had a stroke. That's GameItAll.com, giving Jimmy Stewart a stroke since 2020. What were they thinking? And we're back. But it is now time for the low haiku. Yes, the low haiku. 17 perfect syllables to discuss the movie we just talked about for the last mm, hour and some change. 
That's right. Street Fighter. So, Lindsay, as our guest, would you like to read your haiku? Yeah, it makes no sense, but I think it encapsulates the movie. Oh, okay. It's not grammatically correct, though. Okay, okay. Okay. Terribly jungle, ridiculous fighting kicks in spite of the lame. It's very haiku, actually. Very, very haiku. extremely haiku. Very obtuse. I like it. I love it. All right. Uh, Nathan, would you like to read yours? Yes. Put in your quarters. Hadouken and Sonic Boom. Better than Chantel. Very good, very good. (laughs) Sorry. Okay. Movie is bad, but Raul freaking Julia, thanks for your service. That was beautiful. Vaya con Dios. I want to and just like... like Bison's fist breaking through the rubble, we are out of NPR. Yes, we are, because now is the time when we say... What do we say? We say... Don't take a word for us! That's right. Don't take our word for it. Because we head over to Rotten Tomatoes and we see that the critics, of all the critics that reviewed this film, 10% of them enjoyed it on some basic level. Um, And of the audience, 20%. So not a runaway hit in either camp. Um, But apparently a a runaway hit at the box office? Yeah, yeah, crazy. Well, I think Lindsay also, I think like what Lindsay said, because I think it made most of its money overseas as well. Mm -hmm. It was. Um, I don't think it was a huge hit in America. No. But um, let's go through these critics here. We get first one here we got from Sheila Johnston of the Independent UK. And she says, as for Jean-Claude, it's a tough stretch for him to play a figurine from an arcade game. But why he almost manages to be convincing. That's almost. a positive view. Yeah. Except it was rotten. Oh, was it rotten? I it's thought it was a rush. My bad. Yeah, no, it's a rotten one. Okay. But um, it was a good review. <laughs> I have, well, I have uh, Malcolm Johnson from the Hatfield Current, who says, with Van Damme giving one of his most wooden performances and D'Souza failing to capitalize on his grateful fight moves, Street Fighter adds up to the worst of bad crop of Christmas movies, a picture only an arcade junkie could share. 0.5 out of 4. Ooh, glowing. Um, this one's from Dan Webster. And he says, uh, it's too bad that the late Raul Julia had to finish career with this dreck. <laughs> Honestly, he did it for his children, dude. You should have read that. <laughs> Be more I love, informed. I love the editorial. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, man, because even his kids might not have approved. Look at what Dennis Hopper's kids said to him about <laughs> Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> oh, wait, what? We don't talk about that movie. Oh, when, okay, so what? This is a great story. Uh, Dennis uh, Dennis Hopper's kid asked him why he did such an awful movie when he like Super Mario Brothers because it's it's abysmal. Uh, and he said, "Well, you know, son, it was uh, you know so you could have shoes, nice shoes and stuff." Basically saying, "I did it to pay the bills." And uh, his kid said to him, "Dad, I didn't need shoes that bad." 
<laughs> it was a CG. It was a, one of the one of those Christian Slater cash grabs that he always talks about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nigel Floyd of Time Out says Julia in his final role hams it up shamelessly as the camp com- uh, comman- commandant. Come on, commandant. 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 But not even his suave presence, presence and throwaway quips can save this noisy, brainless mess. Okay. Well, uh, your country idol, Chris Hicks, uh, says... Wow. From the, that joke is for four people. <laughs> from the Desert News in Salt Lake City, says... Oh, wow. <laughs> offers an uneasy mix of the of off-the-wall farce and violent mayhem it's in its first half and then gives way to a heavy-handed gunplay and ridiculously high body count during its second half. Yeah, that that's that's basically how I felt is the second half it was body just like body count's blah. not that high. Did they ever well, see John Wick? In the sense that the bodies fall. They hit the floor. Yeah. Let the bodies hit the floor. <gasps> Remember that song, guys? Yes, I do. <laughs> I do. Um, Martin Scribbs. Uh, oh, sorry. Actually, this is Lindsay. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, <laughs> Megan. <Scribbs. laughs> Megan Navarro from Dave's Birth sister. Movies, oh shit. So. The Earth. Uh, she wrote a positive review, so I'm gonna read that because we need a little positive in our lives. We do. Um, she said, even though I'm a mess, Street Fighter is. I will defend it to the end of time for what Raul Julia brought to the film. That's that's the most positive review. <laughs> Doing the Lord's work there. Um, all right, it's my last critics one. It's from Martin Scribbs of Low IQ Canadian. Uh, he says, if you grew up playing Street Fighter 2, you must see this movie. If not, stay far, far away. I feel that I could go for both. Uh... <laughs> well, you'll have to contact the Low IQ Canadian. I guess you would. Uh, my last one comes from Richard Harrington uh, from the Washington Post, and I will deliver it the way I feel that uh, he would want it delivered. Okay. Game over! Uh, Lindsay, you got another critics one? Yep. Uh, this one's from Felix Vasquez Jr. from Cinema Crazed, and he wrote, Even at 11 years old, I couldn't understand why this was so bad while the games were so incredible. <laughs> Felix is not wrong. But you know what is wrong? The audience reviews. Mm -hmm. We're going to go into these audience reviews. They're always golden. Um, Stefano C. gives this movie three stars. And he he simply says, I was very, very young, dot, 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 dot. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I have one from Jason N., uh, who I can only assume is Jason Newstead from the band Metallica. Wrote, wow, this movie makes Mortal Kombat look like an Academy Award-winning film. Does it? <laughs> and then it says, dot dot dot. Don't download this on Napster. <laughs> oh no, that's only that, that would be that would be if it was Lars. Uh, you. Oh, okay, yeah, right, it was right. it was just Lars actually. Oh, was it just Lars? Okay, okay. I I I was being Metallica stereotypical. <laughs> Metalliotypical. Right. Yeah. This one's from Steve D. Two stars, and he wrote, better than Double so. Dragons. But still ridiculous. It's Double Dragon. But okay. Double, yeah, and also Double Dragon is great, so you can take that comment back. Was Scott Wolf playing twins? Yeah, no, they looked exactly it's, alike. It's, no, it's talking? Scott Wolf and Mark Dacostas. 
Yeah. Oh, is it? I yeah. think it's got Wolf playing like, <laughs> Wait, it's been what? So long. It's been so long since I saw that movie. That would have been amazing. I was a right? child. But instead, it's two people that look nothing alike playing brothers. <laughs> I, I, I mean, don't even. I don't even think that movie played in theaters. Did it? It did. It did. Didn't play in it, theaters in St. John. I know did, that. But like, it ate it did. shit at the box office, so I think it was very limited. Yeah, because well, I, I had to. Toronto I had, at the time, so was, I had to rent it from a Greco. <laughs> Ooh, Ooh, a Greco. Yes, because you see, children, back in the late 80s uh, and early 90s, every place was renting videos, not just Blockbuster and not just corner stores. I remember going to Cox Radio and TV uh, to rent videos. I remember going to the Greco uh, on well, Rossley Avenue in St. John. Every corner store and gas station rented videos. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so it's not, it, well, I did, don't think it's really odd at all that a pizzeria would rent videos. Can I get a two liter of Pepsi, uh, a 12 inch garlic fingers and a copy of Street Fighter, the legend of Chun-Li? <laughs> well, that was long, they were long done doing that, but I could have got a two for, uh, with Double Dragon and The Crush. Cause that's, <laughs> those are two movies that I rented from the Greco. <laughs> Alicia Silverstone and The Crush. Yep. Yep. Oh, The Crush coming soon. Oh, yeah. what a great movie. <laughs> This review is from a coward named Anonymous. Um, <laughs> gives it five stars. I watched this as a kid and I remember loving the shit out of it. Six stars. Can't even math, right? Well, my next review comes right below yours uh, from Jamie L., uh, which I can only assume means Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, I thought you were going to say Jamie Lannister from Game of Thrones. <laughs> no, that's a character, <laughs> not a person. Uh, I will admit... Yeah, that all, that's always stopped us in the past. That's a, that's a line we never cross. <laughs> I will admit that the cheesy, uh, the cheesy over-the-top acting dialogue and quote-unquote fighting could be amusing at times, but I am not one for the so-bad-it's-good thing. Uh, this movie is uh, just bad, has enough unintentional laughs to not be completely unwatchable. Two stars. By the way, Jamie L. Not be. You're, I'm not one for the so bad it's good thing. So never a podcast guest then. <laughs> never ever. This person is mean. Wally A. gave Wally. half half a star, and they said a joke. One of the worst movies ever made. Another movie that makes me feel blessed to get experience what good movies really are. Watching it as a joke. This was entertaining and hilarious. Filled with almost constant things you can make fun of. The acting is absurd. The actors were all horrible choices. Some of my favorite characters from the game were played by someone so lame. Vega, SMH. I think every single casting decision was horrendous. Van Damme was a U.S. soldier who can't speak English. L-M-A-O. Wow, racist. But the tattoo of the American flag proves that he's American. The fighting was disgustingly awful. So funny. Two viewings. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, they specified that they watched it twice at the end? Yes. <laughs> oh, God. Um, this review confuses me. From Kaya E. And she says, two great cheesy movies. Their production <laughs> values are high and plots are good. This movies have good art and are loyal to their respective game series mythos. They are definitely worth it if you like good cheesy action flicks. Definitely both work as stoner movies. Four stars. Well, they're not wrong about the stoner movies. Do you think that she possibly got like a a two, uh, a dual pack, uh, one with Street Fighter, and on the other disc was Mortal Kombat? 
I feel like I that might have so. been what happened, but she <laughs> couldn't find like the Rotten Tomatoes entry for the combo packs. She was like, <laughs> people will know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People go uh, to Jumbo Video all the time. They'll be all right. <laughs> Jumbo Video or Ambassador Video. I mean, what or, or Major Video. I mean, those yeah. are all. Um. So my one here is uh from Abdullah M. I'm no, I was gonna pick that one. I'm assuming he's the butcher. Um. <laughs> I'm going to read it exactly I feel as how he intended. I really like this movie. Don't know why they say this is bad. Five stars. (laughs) And then he takes out a fork and stabs anyone who says anything different. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Okay, this one's from uh, Lauren L. Lauren Lapkus. Yeah, they wrote, poor Raul Julia. This was so unfortunate for him. Half a star. (laughs) (laughs) This was his dying wish to his children. So awful. Uh, by the way, he's definitely in strong contention for the I'm saving the trying to save this thing award. Yes, uh, absolutely. He's the only saving grace. <laughs> he really, really them. is. Uh, okay, my last one here is from uh, t- Thomas K, and he says, "If you play, this is exactly how it's written. If you played the some of the first Street Fighter games, then you'll like it." Don't bother rating it. Otherwise, you morons. Five stars. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, let's see what I got here. Uh, oh, I've got one from uh, Anastasia, uh, which I assume is the cartoon character Anastasia from the um, cartoon film Anastasia. Yeah, starring <laughs> Anastasia. Right. Uh, too much characters. Bracket three, own VHS question mark, four stars. What? What does that even mean? I think they had an attack at the end of that review. Okay, uh, Jan S. Jan Steiner. Four stars. Trashy, but quite fun. Just switch your brain off. (laughs) Thanks, Jan. Well, that was, uh, those are the reviews. That was Street Fighter. So thanks, Lindsay, for joining us for this episode. You're welcome. <laughs> I thought you were just going to do the thumbs up, which would have been great for an audio podcast. <laughs> <laughs> they can't hear a thing. Yeah, no, nope, nothing at all. Joke's on you. It's all going up on Patreon. What? Um, but yeah, uh, <laughs> thanks for joining us. And uh, Nathan, we should hint, first of all, what's coming up next week. So give us a hint ski as to what you've got in the works for us next week. I hope everyone is ready. Okay. For the way of the exploding gut. Okay. There you go. And now, uh, before we start uh, plugging away, is Montrose Monkington in the room? Isn't it? Technically not. Okay. Yeah, no, I'll get him just a second. Hold on. All right. Hello! It's your good friend Montrose here. I'm nude, as you can see, if you are viewing this. Uh, If you're not... You're just listening to me as I am naked. Uh, I would like to invite all of you to come to my YouTube channel, Montrose Monkington TV. Uh, you can also be friends with me on Facebook uh, at the uh, the Facebook group Montrose Monkington III Esquire and Friends. Uh, and you can also uh, tweet it to me on your Twitter box. Uh, that's at Montrose the Third. That's the number three R D. Uh, don't be too upset if I don't get back right away, uh, as I do not have opposable thumbs. Thank you. More later. Montrose, you're looking svelte as always. Yes, yes, I've been doing this this new waxing routine, as you can see. It's <laughs> it's working out quite well. I got rather nice pink hue to myself going on here. Nathan, get that monkey a towel. 
Okay, here we go, guys. Oh, I suppose I should cover up, uh, be modest and whatnot. I am British. Uh, no sex. Thank you. I am British. Thank you. More later. Wow, that was a strange. That was a strange appearance there. Well, yeah. <laughs> you never know what you're gonna get with Montrose. It's like a didn't, Stephen Izzy episode every time. Didn't know I was gonna see Montrose as Monkington. Right. <laughs> it's impressive. The, I'm not gonna the lie. Third. Yeah, the third. <laughs> now I know why he names it after the OG. Yeah, so find us and stuff. You can find us on uh, all the platforms. Solid promoting there. Thanks. <laughs> it's it's been a long day. Uh, you can find us on all the platforms. We're all over the place. Just search for us on your favorite podcast app. We're also on our home base at www.ttpodcast.podbean.com. Uh, you can also find us on Redbubble, TeePublic. Find us on Patreon. You can be cool like Lindsay and be a patron. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also uh, find us on facebook just search for what were they thinking we have a facebook group over they thinking interactive we're also on twitter and instagram at wwtt podcast Lindsay, do you have anything you'd like to uh mention anything any promotions any uh particular type of pizza you enjoy um i like barbecue chicken pizza sweet mm-hmm. and pineapples pineapples oh, and nice. pizza nice I'll be the outlier. Can't do solid, it. Solid work. No, there. you have to. No, I can't. Wait, what? You, have to for- you can't force me to do this. I could. Oh, I mean, I guess. You're yeah, not my manager see, anymore. That's, that's how I no. feel about that. Did you, just send, did you just send us a heart? No, I Pine- don't know what I... Pineapple I on pizza. I, what is going on here? Am I touching <laughs> my keyboard? <laughs> It's Nathan. No, okay. Sending us emojis, <laughs> which no one listening to the podcast can see. This is solely just to annoy everyone else. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh my god. Um but again, Lindsay, thank you very much for joining us. You're welcome. Uh but Nathan Remember when you do Avatar, the oh, last by the way, spoiler alert, that is coming at some point before this year comes to an end. Oh, good to know. <laughs> Nathan, yeah. do you have any questions about Street Fighter? Oh, I, I could probably muster up a few. Um, so, I mean, okay, so with, with a movie that's going to cost, you know, $20 million, mm-hmm. and that has a very well-established, um, you know, uh, I guess, history, um, or, uh, legends, if you will, uh, not of Chun-Li, but, um, where your characters have backstories that are well-established, uh, with, with um character traits that a lot of the fans of the games are are very very attached to um and you decide to get a hawaiian uh to play a japanese man um a, a fellow from brooklyn to play uh um uh, a jamaican um uh, some guy from the midwest uh to be a russian and what about uh, the native guy the white guy to be the native guy an australian to be a british why oh why you go ahead and you get a, a French guy to be the all-American street fighter. Mm-hmm. And you waste all of this on the last role of Raul Julia. Sounds good so far. I, I really, I need to know. Yeah. What were they thinking? <laughs>
start, let's check our cue, baby. Pair it with a couple brews, baby. We love good movies. We love the bad ones, too. So we watch them all and pass their lessons on to you. Oh, yeah. Everything I learned from movies With a one last plot holes a gratuitous It's time to get busy with your friend Steven Izzy. At eilfm.podbean.com.